A game, man. Well, that was a that was a nail biter. What a what a great great epic epic playoff game. Um, like I said on my um, Facebook page, I wasn't going to do a podcast. I was thinking about not doing a podcast because of the back to backs. Um, I wanted to give people enough time to listen to the podcast and all that before the next game happened. But this was such a incredible game, so much stuff. I figured I gotta do one. Maybe I'll just I'll try to do a short one just um so people can have time to maybe listen to it tomorrow before the next game, before game four. Um man, I just had to get some stuff out there. I mean what a what a game. I, I, I wrote on the Facebook page earlier today that I, I think Ramon is gonna have a huge game. He didn't necessarily have a huge game, but he definitely came out hot. I mean he came out much, much improved. Really great energy, great confidence. Um, was hoping that that you know what I talked about last time came came to pass, and maybe somebody talked to him, and I, I gave him some confidence. You know, gave him some some free reign, which is what I heard. What happened, which which was great, and we all saw the results of that. It was fabulous. He was a much, much, much improved. Um, great confidence and great effort from Ramon. That's uh, that was great. Great to see. Um, I said that I wanted to hear about Steve Blake and, well, I said Steve and Meta and Barnes staying after practice to shoot extra threes. Uh, Steve Blake actually did. He did, um, I don't know if he showed up early or stayed late, uh, to shoot threes, and he came in and had a great, great game. I mean, it. I, th- I think he's really, really stepping up. I mean, obviously he's fair. He's a little bit, you know, limited in terms of uh, skills that he can, things that he can do. Um, but man, he brings it. I mean, the guy brings it. The guy's got heart, and he he brings it, and he doesn't st- shy away from the spotlight. He doesn't shy away from the moment. And you gotta you gotta hand it to that. You know, you gotta hand it to him. Man, I. Uh, I talked. I talked last podcast about being more physical and um, causing the thunder to kind of implode a little bit, especially Russell Westbrook. Which I'm. I'm. Every time I bring him up, I'm gonna try not to call him Russell Westbrook anymore because I'm so sick of his stupid fake glasses and his getups that he wears in press conferences. I'm just gonna call him Urkel from now on. So I knew Urkel was a hothead. And if we pushed him around a little bit, that he would kind of uh, have a little temper tantrum. And guess what? That's exactly what he what he did. Oh man, what a what a little, you know what I'm saying? My gosh, I mean, it was it was like it was like he turned into a 13 year old, you know, when when he like was thrashing about on the on the on the bottom of that scrum, and he, you know, had hit knocked met his leg out and ended up, you know, he fell down with his knee on him, which he got right back up after, and he got called for the technical for that, which was ridiculous. You know, and then he gets up, he's all standing off, you know, what, what, what's up, what's up? I mean, dude, come on, Urkel, first of all, you're not on the playground, you're a professional athlete, and two, you're not that tough, okay? So, shut up. (sighs) Ridiculous. But... But positive because, like I said before, chink in the armor. The guy's a hothead. I think Harden is a hothead. 
and Perkins is a hothead. All three of those guys are hotheads, and they can they can get into it and possibly get thrown out of games too if 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 it gets uh, physical enough, or if they get frustrated enough, if they feel like they're being treated unfairly enough. You know, they'll start whining and complaining and get themselves in trouble. That's that's their weakness. And I, I love that we started to take advantage of that. Not, I'm not even saying that they did it on purpose. I'm not saying that they were, like, goading him or goaded him into that situation to try to get him thrown out or anything. I'm just saying it would be physical with him. You know, the uh, the golden boys of the league are going to start getting scared, and that's when they're going to start getting bitchy. Oh, I love it. So good to see. Joey Crawford, let me say, is the man, okay? Those of you who don't know, he's the the referee, the old gen- older gentleman with the uh, the bald head. He, he, he's the man, man. He's never taken any crap from anybody for years. But I love after that little scrum and, and as soon as Urkel got off the ground, Joey Crawford was in his face, shoved his elbow right into his neck and drove him back. Like three feet. That was awesome. I mean, Urkel stands a good four feet over Joey Crawford, but he still just pushed him back like he was a rag doll. Oh, that was great. That was one of my favorite parts of the game. Um, we Can we take care of the ball, please? Can we take care of the ball? All, all series long, that's been an issue for us. And And when is that? When was that, has that been the Lakers' M.O.? I don't remember that ever being so, this big of a problem. I mean, the turnovers, I have every game, all game, that, that, if anything, that right there is our Achilles heel. If, if we go down, that's going to be a part of it, and we need to fix it. And I, I talked about this again on the, lad po- on the last podcast. It's everybody starting with the leader, Kobe Bean Bryant. And once again, this game... Kobe had some stupid, careless turnovers, and some of them were at the end of the game. It's it's ridiculous. It's got to stop. The, the Thunder are too good of a defensive team to be that careless with the ball. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. We got to fix it, all right? Because it's 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 starting to tick me off here. Now, um, let's see. I already touched on Ron not deserving a technical. Uh, oh, right, but. Y- yeah, okay, Ron Artest got a technical for throwing his knee down into Urkel, but, I mean, you know, I said before, I think he was, it's because Urkel was thrashing about on the bottom, and Ron kind of lost his balance and went down and then came right back up again. But, you know, whatever, it is what it is. It's karma because Kobe was getting some some nice uh, calls from, from the revs with Joey Harden. Joey. Ron Harden against him uh, in the first half of the game, so... You know, you get some, you lose some, whatever. That's why that's why I never take any stock about complaining about the refs. Oh, the refs suck, or the refs gave the game away, or the refs this, or the refs that. You know, the refs are doing the best job they can, and they usually do it pretty good, except for the one guy who completely missed the backcourt violation on Kevin Durant. But, hey, well, uh, that's a different different story. Usually, I think they do a real good job, and so it, it, it all, and it usually evens itself out anyway. You don't get a call. You're gonna get another call later. You get a, you get too many calls. You're gonna not get a call later. It 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 evens out. So just the, especially the players, chill out about the refs. Just play the game. You know. So anyway, that's uh that's my take on that. Um, 
the TNT announcers, or no, it wasn't it wasn't a TNT, a TNT game. It was uh, ESPN. We're talking Jeff Van Gundy and the crew. They were talking about um, what mystery. What why did Perkins get the technical foul? Because it was like no no technical. Like they showed the play again, and and there wasn't really a foul, but he got a technical. And what was that? And I'll tell you right now what it was for. That Perkins got the technical because he slapped his hands together at Joey Crawford. And that's what got him the technical. Okay. That you, you can't do that. I know this because Kobe gets those technicals all the time. It's not it's not for doing something against another player. It's not for a bad foul. It's it's you get upset because of a non call. You you look right at the ref and you clap your hands together toward the ref. Technical foul. And that's what he did. So there it is. No mystery. That's what he did, and that's why he got the tech. Um, speaking of uh, Kobe Bean, didn't really have that great of a shooting night. Made up for it on the line, though, man. Man, 18 for 18. I mean, and he ended up with 36 points. That, that's that's incredible. That's pretty ridiculous. 18 for 18 from the line. I mean, wow. But uh, on the other side, too, Kevin Durant. I mean, Kevin Durant, the dude, the dude is a beast. I mean, I just got to say it. He's he's a beast. He's he doesn't he never gets rattled. He always stays calm, and he he's he can post up. He can shoot the three. He can dribble the ball. He dude's the dude's bad, you know. And he when he got the ball at the end of the game, I I figured it was about a fifty fifty chance that thing was going in and we were going to overtime. You know, it, it was that guy is is too good. Man, he's too good. Um, I really liked the off-the-ball fouls, especially on Ron Harden, starting to get called. I, I talked before about the bullying of the Thunder and the thing, little things, intimidation things that they do when they kind of rub up against you and bump against you when you when you don't have the ball, when you don't have the ball to try to get get position, and they do it a lot, and it's pretty ridiculously obvious when they do it, and but they never get called on it. But for some reason, now this game. That's what they were getting called on, and that's why they were so incredulous. With what? What are you calling on that on me for? I didn't do anything. No, it's what you've been doing all season long. Okay, you're just getting called for it now, and it is. And it's it's interesting that it was getting called on Ron Harden because now I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Okay, I'm gonna say this, but I'm not saying. Well, okay, let me just say it first. That's exactly what Ron Harden was doing right before he got Ron Ron's elbow to his head. Okay? That's exactly what he was doing. He was bumping into him off the ball, no play on the ball, just running up the court and and slamming himself into Ron Artest. And that's when he got the elbow to his head. Okay? There. I said it. Now, don't misconstrue that. I'm not saying he deserved it. I'm not saying he deserved to have an elbow to his head. I'm not saying he deserved to have a concussion. But I'm just saying that's what he was doing. He had no business bumping into Ron at that point. No business at all. But that's that's his game. That's part of his game. You know, and that's part of the Thunder's game. That's what they do. It's part one of the things that they do to get under the skin of the other the other team. They do these little intimidation tactics. And that's what he was doing to Ron Ron, and that's when he got the elbow to his head. So, just saying. I'm not condoning the elbow to his head. I'm not saying he deserved it. I'm not saying Ron did, did the right thing. I'm just saying that's what he was doing. All right? Done. There you go. I really thought it was hilarious, the the play where... um 
Pow and, and Ibaka <laughs> were were really tied up and really like wrestling almost, and then the whistle sounded, and they were still tied up with each other. And then and they immediately just started hugging and smiling, looking looking at the ref like, "Oh no, we're we're friends. We love each other." That was that was a pretty funny moment. I mean, the, both of those guys are on the the Spain national team. They're going to play together in the summer in the Olympics, so obviously they're good friends. But that was just, uh, that was pretty funny. I think it was very cool that before the game, um, Powell received the J. Walter Kennedy Citizenship Award, which was uh, a great a great honor. Every year the NBA gives it to one player in the entire league. Last year it was Metal World Peace that won the award. So the fact that it's gone two years in a row to a Laker is is pretty pretty cool and pretty ridiculous. I mean that that I think that says a lot about the organization. You know that two years in a row it went to uh, to players from the same team. That's that's a pretty big accomplishment, and we should be pretty proud. You know what else was you know what else was cool about the game? I thought, which uh, Mike Richards, uh, Drew Doherty, and Jarrett Stoll were all courtside. Now, if you don't know who those guys are, uh, those are all members of the L.A. Kings, who are hot on fire right now. They are in the midst of a ridiculous playoff run coming in as the eighth seed and just tearing through everybody. They're one, one win away. At the, at the point of this podcast, they are one win away from going to the Stanley Cup and sweeping the Western Conference Finals. Um, man, what a, what a run those guys are on. So, and that's, that's pretty cool that they, all, they were all came to the Laker game to sit courtside and, uh, and support. That was awesome. Um, Another thing I really liked about the game was at the very end, we're up by three, Thunder had the ball, and we didn't foul. A lot of teams are going to foul you right then. They figure you're up by three. The one thing they don't want you to do is shoot the three, so they're just going to foul you. As soon as you get the ball, send you to the line. At least the worst that can happen is you can get two, and and then we get the get the ball after the free throws. It's, it's something that, that Phil Jackson never did. Um, it's a lot of coaches do do it, but it's, it was kind of like a, a, a purist thing, like a respect for the game thing, I think with Phil that, um, you know, that's not really the way basketball is supposed to be played. Um, and so he never did it. He just took his chances and played good defense and to get out of those situations. And that's exactly what we did this game. And I, I kind of like that. I like that, that Mike Brown is kind of either sticking to that or maybe he feels the same way. Um, but I like that. I think it's good. It's good basketball. It's purest basketball. It has more of a respect for the game, I think, in my mind, to play it the right way. And you know, we had we had two guys on Durant. Everybody knows it was going to him. You know, Metal World Peace and Pow were both on him in his face. He still got a shot up, and it it could have went in. You know, and just like Kobe said in the post game interview, you know, if that if it went in with that kind of defense on you, then hey, you just gotta say okay then the basketball gods said that that's supposed to happen because that would have been an incredible shot by an incredible player. But we did everything we could to uh, make it difficult for him, and I think that's the way you got to do it. So I like it. I mean, it's easy to say because it didn't go in. I hope that I would th- still think that if it did go in, but like I said, I still I like the purest attitude toward the game of basketball in that situation. Um, I know I said before that we have to take care of the ball, but we need to take care of the ball. <sighs> it's uh, that that's the worst thing 
about it. And that's the thing that could take us down if we're going to get taken down, I think, is is being careless with the ball, with the turnovers. I remember back in the day when the Lakers, on average, there were about 12 turnovers per game. And if we can keep it under 12, then that, that's pretty good. Over 12, then we, we need to work on the turnovers. I can't remember the last time we saw 12 turnovers in a, in a game. I mean, we, we just got to get clean that up. If we, can, if we can come back and play the way that we played this game and just cut the turnovers, we'll, we'll take it. There'll be no, it won't even be a game almost, I think. It'll, if we didn't shoot a ridiculous percentage from the free throw line, like what did we shoot, like 90%, something like that, 41 of 42 from the line, which is ridiculous. That's, that's kind of like all the threes that we were making in game one of the Denver series, you know, where I said we can't fall in love with that and we can't expect it because it's probably never going to happen again. And guess what? It hasn't happened again since then. And that's kind of the same thing with the free throws. I don't think that's probably ever going to happen again this series or, or this year, you know, but it was great. It was great that everybody stepped up the line. It was a testament to the focus of the group, which I liked. But we can't we can't depend on that because it's not going to happen all the time. Uh, Steve Blake, I know I, I called it in the I think I talked about it in the beginning of the podcast, but he was he was great. He really, really stepped up, and at the end, too, he got us the tie. He, he went on like a 5-0 run all on his own in the fourth quarter. Man, so all you people who were, were threatening his wife on Twitter with death threats to his wife and kids, you, you're not Laker fans, and you, you need to be ashamed of yourselves because that's, that's ridiculous, and it's sad, and it's shameful. Steve Blake is really stepping up, and I think he's... He's a really great asset to the team. We probably would not have gotten past Denver if it wasn't for Steve Blake. So, and the guy steps up. You know, he missed the he missed the shot at the end of game two, but it was he was wide open and it was a good look. So, like I said before, I got no problem with it. Kobe's the more, uh, one of the worst ones with taking care of the ball. He's really cost some cost some costly mistakes at the end of the game. But on the other side of that coin, he kept us in the game himself with uh, going to the, getting to the line, you know. So he kind of kept us in the game, and he cost us he caused mistakes that could have helped us lose the game. So you know, it is what it is. You live by Kobe, you die by Kobe. That's how how it's always been. But I think he really needs to set an example in taking care of the ball better. And I think I think maybe it's a little bit of respect issue for uh, the Thunder's defense. You know, getting a little lackadaisical with the passes and with holding on to the ball when you have it. And I think we need to respect the D just a little bit more so we can cu- try to clean that up. I love that the the greater physical play that I asked for in the, in the last podcast was was brought and really, I, th- I thought, really did a job at frustrating the Thunder. You know, and I said they're going to get sloppy if that happened, and that's what happened. You know, we the Lakers went to the line 42 times, 42 free throws, which was way above our average. And I think it's because of that, because of the physical play, and they the Thunder got frustrated. They got frustrated, and then they started fouling. You know, that's that's an advantage that we have, and it's an advantage that we have to exploit every single game. Okay, now problem, Andrew. He had good. He played with some good strong D on this game, and that was nice. But he only scored two field goals. Okay, now granted, he was fabulous from the line. Great. I mean, yeah, he missed the one free throw of the team, but what? So what? It, he did really, really great from the line. 
Um, I forget what he what he made, but it was it was pretty sick for a seven footer. Um, but only two field goals, so that that's I think that's going to be the key to Game Four. Um, I think Game Four is going to be even harder than this game. It's going to be a harder game to win. It's a game that the Thunder is supposed to win because they're younger, they have fresher legs, and they're probably going to win a back to back. That's what everybody's saying. If we can bring the D, keep the offensive improvements that we showed on this game, and take care of the ball, we can win this game. We can win game four. And then, then, and only then, will I think it'll really strike fear into into the thunder and put doubt into their minds. Because right now, I don't think they're scared yet. They lost one game. It's like their first game in the postseason that they've lost. It's one game. They still feel this is theirs. But if we win tomorrow night, and all of a sudden we even the series, it will put that doubt in their head. And that is something that we can exploit. That doubt in their head will manifest itself in their game if we can continue to bring the energy and bring the pressure. Now, is it going to be easy? No. Is it going to be as easy as this game? No. Do we have to bring even more? Yes. And it's going to be hard. This is this is probably going to be the hardest game that we've we've played all year, maybe even in 2 years. And it's going to cause it's going to require more effort and intensity than we're used to playing with. And it's going to be difficult, especially coming on a back-to-back, but that's what it takes. That's what we need to win. We need a monster game from Andrew. We need everybody who played well this game to play well. We need to take care of the ball much better. And we need Andrew to come scoring and be aggressive. Continue the on the D, but he needs to be aggressive going to the rack. And if we can do that, we can win this game tomorrow. We can win game four, and then it's a whole different ball game all bets are off on then if we can do that it's going to be the a huge test the biggest test we've had all year it's kind of a must win for us and it's a must win for thunder too it's a must win for oklahoma city because i think they know that if they lose this game if they lose game four then they're in for they're in trouble they're in for a battle so they definitely want to come in i think they kind of maybe had it in the back of their minds that they might lose this game because this is this is the game where the Lakers were supposed to win. This is the one game of the series we're supposed to win. Tomorrow is not a game we're supposed to win. So that's why we got to go out there and take it. Go out there and beat them physically. Bring it to them. Get Go walk up to the bully and punch him in the face. No, not you. Run our test. Cool. All right. I told you I was going to try to keep this short, so I'm going to cut it off here because I want everybody to have a chance to listen to the podcast tomorrow before the game so we can be into it. If you're at the game, you know, if wear the shirts. There was so so much of the lower bowl was wearing the yellow shirts today. That made me so proud as a Laker fan because usually nobody wears the shirts. They throw them over the shoulder, throw them under the chair, and uh, so they can show off their Armani suits or whatever they happen to be wearing. But so many... People were wearing the the yellow shirts, so I know they're going to have them there tomorrow. So if you're going to the game, wear your yellow shirt. Yeah, that means you, Chris Levy. Support the team. If you're not going to the game, wear your Laker colors, and let's stand together and support this team and get one more win. Because if we can win this game, all bets are off, and it's a whole different ball of wax. 
All right, hit me up on Twitter, on Facebook, Ask Laker Lance. Continue with the feedback. Loving what I'm getting. Go 